Hello, I'm Lindsay Hislop and this is When I Grow Up, I Want to Be, the career podcast. For over 15 years, I've been working with professional athletes, Olympians and other individuals, supporting them in their own personal and professional development. From my experience, one of the methods to help with this guidance that has a huge positive impact is simply learning from others. And so here, on this podcast, I have conversations with women in a range of jobs to gain an insight into what they actually do, how they got to be where they are, what their career journey has been like, and to hear what advice they would give to others that are interested in that career. Hopefully you'll find these conversations interesting and enlightening, and they might be a good guide for you for when you're asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? This week's conversation is with Tulia, who is a commercial luxury brand consultant, representing publishers and publications such as GQ, Vanity Fair and Vogue. And she works with luxury brands to advertise print and digital media forms. So products such as watches, jewellery, fashion, beauty and fragrance. And she works with brands such as Burberry, Dior and Stella McCartney. Tulia provides some fantastic advice to anybody that's interested in advertising and sales. And she really delves deep into what her values are, what her morals are, and what she sticks to that helps her to be so good at her job. Now, who would have thought that by handwriting Christmas cards and thank you cards, this would lead to a publisher contacting her just two years after graduating to offer her an associate commercial manager's job in the Paris office for Vogue US. There's obviously more to this story than simply writing handwritten thank you cards. So I'll let Tulia explain. I hope you enjoy. Here goes. Julia, thank you so much for joining me. So good to, to have you here. Um, what an absolute treat to be able to talk to you. Um, I only know kind of basic details of, of your previous history, your um, the jobs and the brands and everything that you've worked with. And even that, just those basic details excite me. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to talking to you. So thank you for thank you for joining me today. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you for for inviting me. I'm excited. Okay. Um, excited to be here and uh, to have an interesting uh, business conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. So, Tulia, you are a commercial luxury brand consultant, which sounds impressive, anyway. Um, but what is that? What What is a commercial luxury brand consultant? So, as I always say in a nutshell I sell dreams okay. <laughs> um, my job is essentially consists I represent various uh, publishers or you know dig- digital partners uh, tech companies that want to have someone with my background and knowledge in the luxury space and especially the black book of contacts to approach brands worldwide and sell the proposition be uh, a wallpaper magazine uh, 
you know, many, many others. We transfer the tech company. Um, I did some consultancy work for uh, as well. I sell their proposition and brands by essentially the advertising, the experience, which could be print, digital, branded content, events. Okay, okay. So it's the, um, you're the, the advertising person. I, exactly. I, I guess. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Partnerships, advertising. That is correct. Wow. Okay. And what kind of brands are we talking about? Um, so most obviously luxury brands. So from luxury, everything from watches and jewelry. So you could think of a Piaget, you could think of a Rolex, you know, on that uh, Cartier. Wow. wow. Um, fashion going from a could be Burberry, could be Stella McCartney, Dior, and obviously beauty as well. If you think of fragrances and high-end, uh, well, women a lot like beauty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Skincare. Wow, yeah. wow. And how did you, so I'm, tr I'm trying to think of my kind of line of questioning. I've got so many questions in my head of what I'd like to know. But how do you, how do you get into that kind of work because you said there's so many different brands um, and being a consultant so you kind of move into those different brands I'm I'm guessing your experience and your name goes a long way um within the industry but how did how do you get to work with those kind of brands well I think it's how you start out uh, career-wise um you, uh, are you mentioned is your question more related to how I started or how do you approach the brands to then speak to the right person I get I, I let's start with the let's start with the first one of um yeah how did you career. start out how where where is your career kind of come from well I have a bachelor's degree in uh in um, in marketing uh, economics and marketing so I pretty much always and I took courses specialism Okay. in advertising and I did a master's in fashion business management because I was interested in that okay so starting out I think it's a lot of uh, advice I could give to younger people wanting to start younger women wanting to start in this field is internships um, are very very useful okay good internships and the more you have you you do internship programs while you're studying in university different ones you get an idea like I did one in retail I did one in advertising uh, meaning in marketing I did one in visual merchandising just so you get the 360 picture mm -hmm. this is how it works on a brand side these are various departments and then I realized that I loved more the marketing slash sales bit because that's, that's my nature, how I am. And I got an amazing opportunity to work for Condé Nast in New York, Condé Nast Publications, which is the publisher of, you know, Vogue, GQ, Vanity Fair, and many, many more. And that program, when I spoke to HR, I initially thought I wanted, yeah, I wanted to speak with someone that would give me an advice to go in journalism on the publishing side or in sales. Mm -hmm. And they thought that I would be suitable, more suitable for marketing and sales. And I worked in New York for four months under Anna Winter, you know, the Devil Wears Prada. Wow. wow. And that's how I, I learned that that's where I wanted to be. And then, uh, and then it moved from there. Wow. And that's the, that's just the beginning of your career. That's what I think people yeah. would see almost their pinnacle. Um, 
And it was the days it was way different, you know, it was before the internet bubble, you know, that, that big recession we had, it was, yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, the great old days. It was before Ryanair and EasyJet. (laughs) (laughs) So you would slave away and think one day it's going to be me. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, yes, things still went great, but they weren't the same, you know, like uh, the glorious days. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. And I, I, I think that's a really good piece of advice as well, because you can go into something with an expectation of either liking this or liking that. Um, and I I wonder, your experience in a certain department, certain area, does that change by brand? So, you know, you could go somewhere, um, one brand um, that you thrive in, that you really enjoy, and there's a different opportunity that comes up and it just doesn't seem to to fit the same in a different brand. So although you're doing the same, essentially the same job, does that change brand to brand? I think it changes like in in my with my role representing uh let's let's call them publishers just for mm-hmm. argument's sake, but representing various publishers, I think it really depends what you are um presenting selling. Okay. Um I worked for an amazing company for six years, part of the WPP group, which is a huge uh media agency uh, group worldwide. And I worked for an aviation specialist. So if you think okay. of Emirates, Singapore Airlines, you know, the, the premium uh, yeah. airlines. And you know, when you sit and watch on, on a plane, you have, an, you have the entertainment system. Yeah. So you have movies, they were content providers for all of 90% of, you know, all the airlines in the world. So you also had branded content or pre okay. like the cinema, pre-roll ad spots. Yeah, yeah. And all the brands want to be on because, you know, you have high net worth individuals flying. Yeah. But in that case, there are, so to answer your question, on the brand side, when you speak with a brand, let's say Burberry, just to say a brand, if you're selling classic media, let's say like a Vogue, like a GQ, you would speak with usually either a marketing director, obviously you have higher levels, right, as well, but marketing or advertising uh, person. Mm-hmm. But when you work, for example, it depends who you represent in aviation, you can also speak with travel retail. Okay. Um, marketing directors because mm-hmm. you have that and so it really depends it really is uh, strategic you need a good network of contacts mm-hmm. um, at every level and different apartments if you want to you know per brand if you want to yeah build a solid network solid yeah network. yeah and when you said of your previous education did did studying help with as you said that kind of strategic planning um you've got the whole people skills that the the networking but that kind of business sense I think it was uh yeah maybe of course studying helped of course Mm -hmm. uh reading interesting books you know you have to be curious Mm -hmm. but I think it has a lot to do with your personality okay sales is is a it's not for everybody and mm-hmm. everything in a way, I saw an interesting post on LinkedIn that says people don't always get it, but everything is sales at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's like you contacting me and I was speaking today, that is sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, but wait, well, where was I going with that? Apologies. <laughs> of um, Ah, yes, experience. Yeah. And your education. Languages. Okay. I speak five languages and uh, 
question. Dual nationality, have lived in many countries. I think also the fact of how you, if you have a knowledge of different cultures, you know, in, in Britain, you speak to a British person, you know, the reaction will be different the way you mm -hmm. approach someone. The US is way more straightforward. Uh, Italians are, everybody is different. Yeah, yeah. And the languages, because even if you write in English, more or less, you know, because it's a universal language, the fact that you can speak with that person, it's an icebreaker. They, you, you understand what they're trying to say. Right, yeah. And then official communication can be in English, like sending a contract. Yeah, yeah. And I just thinking back to when you were saying about doing an internship and things, that there's so many students that finish university or even finish college before they go to university and go on a gap year, they go travelling. Yeah. And I just wonder how many of them yeah. actually think of, of travelling in that sense that in, in exactly. a few years to come will really help them by... Exactly you know of, of just taking having the consideration of as you said the other cultures and, and trying to pick up the languages and things um it's the experience of, of traveling the world is fantastic and the experiences that you can have but I just wonder how many of, of um school leavers university leavers see traveling as something that's actually going to help their career I think also things have changed of different generations it's a generational thing mm -hmm. Um, I think that the way that we were more educated of working before, mm -hmm. probably our generation, or mm -hmm. obviously the ones before us, um, it was really working really hard and and even doing those extra, and like you had to arrive and succeed. So you did what you were told and you just yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. And now I think, I feel it's, it's not, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, and I wonder if, to to pick pick those nuances up it's it's experience it's getting out there isn't it and yes. speaking to different people yes. um so that that's that way of learning it that you're not just assuming something when you're going in or assuming that you're going to get something um exactly. when you approach so yeah interesting just that's a kind of a side yeah. point um but yeah really interesting so with the work that you do, what would you see as being, what's the most stressful part of, of the work that you do? The, the, uh, the targets. Okay. <laughs> you know, you have to bring in a certain amount uh, per quarter, per year. At the end of the day, yes, it's, it's, a, rela it's a people skill job uh, mm -hmm. and relationships, but it's also, and knowing the brands, what they do, their strategy, everything, it's a lot of homework, but that's not the stressful part. It really is ensuring that that money comes in. <laughs> Okay, yeah. And you hit the numbers because if now you're not successful. Right, yeah. And I can, yeah, I can imagine in those brands, it's quite punchy, punchy okay. targets. Especially, yeah, exactly. And especially now, you know, with the times we're living, uh, it's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess that's when you then almost like fall back. You've said about the whole black book of networks and the people skills that you've built and and just being able to hone in on on those skills because you you need to be you need to be using them to to do think, your job. Uh, apologies if I interrupted you. I also think it's a job you have to be creative. Okay. You have to come out. We have to come up. Sorry, and I come out with ideas outside of the box. Okay. To to sell ideas. Yes, you sell brands. ideas, or you study. When I say study, is that you do research. 
Okay. What's happening with the brand? Are they in trouble? Um, or are they they're, they're launching a new line? Let's say, you know, these luxury brands, they've launched beauty, they launch, uh, you know, different things and in, very, in different countries. And so you study that, you research that. Um, so then a client also knows, a brand knows that you've actually done your work finding out right. about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see. I, yeah, and I can I can imagine when you're going to them with an idea, um, it needs to be so targeted to that brand. It's not exactly. just a general one that you kind of always pull out. Um, exactly. That it's targeted. It's it, to me, it sounds fantastic, and the brands that you're that you're saying <laughs> sound amazing. So, is there any aspect of your job that you don't enjoy as much as others? I think probably like everybody in general, it's too much admin sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's for everybody, you know. <laughs> admin, you need admin, but sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, you wish you didn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's. Um, I think everybody <laughs> yeah. that I've asked has said that. Um, and what's the most? What's the most exciting part? What's the most fun part? Because it all sounds fantastic to me. Well, the traveling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, of, of course, the older you get the traveling, you it's better to do sh shorter stays, you know, and yeah. come home. Yeah. But and you don't just need travel nowadays because, uh, you know, the pandemic has taught us that we can, you yeah. know, like like us today, we're online. That's it. Um, yeah. But I, it traveling is still very important. You do need to meet clients face to face. You need to build that rapport, and and that's the relationship building, or you know, attending trade shows, or you know, shows where you meet, yeah. uh, where you prospect new business. Yeah. And does that does it still excite you when you, yes. you know, when you've worked with with a with a number of amazing brands? Does it does that still really excite you? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. that's the. That's my, that, that's me, my, my job. My, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, is there anything about your job um, that might surprise people? Or was there anything that surprised you about the job, thinking back to when you first started of what you might have imagined this kind of, of job to be? Is there anything that surprised you or anything that you could say that has surprised others? I think... Um... The way things have evolved, well, I started out, well, over like 20 years ago. Sounds so old when I say that. But yeah, 20 years ago, more or less, things were completely different. And I wouldn't have imagined things to change so to be so digital. Right, okay. Meaning human beings being so dependent on, on digital. And probably the thing surprised me most was probably the social media. Okay, okay. Social media back then, uh, you had Facebook. Mm -hmm. And you had a, a another website called the Small World where I worked for I worked for them, which is a, which was Facebook but a private invitation only. Okay, <laughs> okay. That. And you had uh, the Nokia or BlackBerry phones. You didn't have. Yeah. A, and now that that has surprised me. So a lot of also advertising budgets goes into social media or influence yeah. marketing. Yeah, which you wouldn't have thought back then. Yeah, and I and I guess as well then that with all of the experience that you've got that's a massive shift it's a huge change as well isn't it that when they started cutting magazines it, yeah that's yeah the print yeah it's that's such a fundamental fundamental shift in yeah. advertising to go yeah. from you know 
from the paper paper copy of it through to online and it's different clients and everything so yeah I can imagine that's um that's a huge shift yeah so why I know that you've you've talked about traveling and, and everything um but what's your personal drive to do what you do why do you why do you do this job well first of all it excites me when I get up in the morning and that's like fundamental if you're doing a job you cannot hate it yeah um I like that the relationships, what I love is that the relationships with clients that I've built throughout the years, I'm talking even since the start, I have clients that have followed me for the past 20, 15 years, wow. is that they trust me, they trust mm -hmm. my advice, and they they know that when I'm there representing someone else and, you know, so selling and um, selling another service, they they always take a call or a meeting because they know that even if it doesn't always work out because maybe it's different to their needs uh, that it will be something interesting and so mm -hmm. they listen they listen to me so they uh they see me as a strategic expert in, yeah. in their field in the luxury space yeah and that makes that and therefore having built trust i built i mean i have never sold anything to a client that i didn't believe in Okay. And I think that there are companies out there, even well-known companies, that sometimes they just, you know, need to make the, the targets, the money mm -hmm. work, and just sell something, but 50-50 chance if it will work or not. So sometimes yeah. you're lucky or not. Yeah. And that's something intrinsic, isn't it? Because you've talked about the targets that you have that can be the hard part of the job, the stressful part of the job, yes. but then the that when you're... When, when your character is, when your morals are, that trust is one of your top, top values. Exactly. Um, that's, that's, it's a hard balance to kind of get, but to, to stay true, stay true exactly. to your values. Now, I don't know if you were ever asked this question um, when you were younger, but if you were, what would you have answered? So if, if somebody was to say to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? What would you have said when you were younger? What did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, when I was younger, meaning like, like a like a child, yeah. I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. I used to love. I don't know why this is weird for like a twelve-year-old or whenever the movie came out, but I used to love the uh, well, John John Kennedy, the movie okay. the with Kevin Costner, uh, JFK. <laughs> and I said, "Well, this was me as a kid. Cute. I'm gonna find out who did it." <laughs> <laughs> so the. It was a lawyer. Yeah. And so what, what changed? What was <laughs> it? How did you <laughs> how did you go from that to I had to take an exam, um uh, an exam which is part of you know your legal studies uh in Italy, which I do not know how to translate it, but anyway, an okay. exam that you would give if you're studying um uh, if you're doing law studies. <laughs> and I it, it I hated it the dread it was very dreadful to study so I said okay no let me go <laughs> let okay. me follow my advertising dream okay and where were your friends family your support support network were they surprised when you went into this line of work or no 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 uh I've always uh even as Tulia sales so I've always right. uh, yes but, okay so with sales that's Kind of understandable but when we're thinking of luxury brands did that kind of suit you your characteristic yes. was that a surprise okay always that was yes and I know that you said you did internships 
were the brands that you work with now did you ever were they kind of on your hit list was it when you were thinking when you were first starting out I want to get to here I want to work with these brands or did you kind of just take opportunities when they came was it was it a planned route no, as, no, as far I mean, as it can be when I did the experience you know the internships with the brands looking at visual merchandising press department and retail obviously those were with brands uh, um not necessarily brands that I I wanted that experience while I was okay. still studying but then when I went on the publishing side of the Kundanast internship I wanted to work uh I wanted to work for them and it took me two years after I graduated uh, I got the job in wow. Paris because I was studying in Paris for a uh, Vogue US wow. in their European office wow to and how that's building relationships sorry to, i interrupted you but it, it was i had i know i knew the um, associate publisher and the publisher mm -hmm. and they liked me they wanted me on board but i had to finish my studies and i kept in touch when they came for the fashion shows i would see them i would send them handwritten christmas cards or thank you notes and then one day i got the call and a publisher said to me kid i've got a job do you want it and i was like what's the job he said do you want it and i said yes sir and he said, uh, you know, come and work as like, obviously the number two, the associate uh, commercial uh, person uh, um, in the Paris office. So that's how I started. Wow. So, and for me, kid, you know, because I was an intern uh, when I was in New York. <laughs> wow. And they came to you with that job as I, well. I was, it's the, it's the people, it's that you keep wow. in touch. You, you're kept front of mind. And that's what I always say, even if you speak to a client and there's nothing there, but if they keep you front of mind, you send yeah. an article that you think the client will find interesting, etc., they yeah. will come back at a certain point or they will yeah. help you in your network or something. Yeah. And that's that as you were just speaking then, that really resonates with the whole trust aspect of not that's just nice. delivering um thoughts, ideas that are targeted. It's it's that trust. It's that genuine characteristic of you. It's um, that it it's you know it's the long game, but it's not even a game. It's it's just building those relationships, isn't it? And I think that's really important. Of um, it's building those relationships when there isn't an end goal in mind, something specific. Because as you said, you never know what opportunity is or potentially could come. Um, and if not, it's just a it's just a nice a good network to have around you exactly network, isn't it? And they can help you know you you're looking for a job or, or they can refer you to another client and so on yeah yeah and so networking people skills that's um as you said it's vitally important the internships of gaining that experience is there any specific because I think experience is hugely yes. important is there any specific qualifications that have that you would advise somebody that wants to do this kind of work that they would need I know that you that you did your um the fashion qualification the business but would you are they something that you would specifically recommend or what would you kind of recommend that I think first of all you need to naturally have those have those skills it's yeah. like an uh, uh what was you're gonna laugh here the wolf of wall street sell okay me, yeah sell me this pen <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Then forget that they were crooks, obviously, in the movie. But there was that natural. You need to have that natural thing. Then, of course, nowadays, the more qualifications you have, the easier it is to get your foot through the door. But you need okay. to be that. Nobody can teach you that. Yeah. Yeah. The and then. Yes, there are many, you know, there's uh, there's courses, uh, there's even uh, courses online, you know, like uh, how to improve your sales skills. There's also many on LinkedIn. It really depends. Yes, but you yeah. can definitely do some courses. Yeah, but yeah, it's the... It's, but you, you, you either got it or you got don't it. got it. Yeah, but that, you know, yeah. American. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think as well, it's um, some people just really don't enjoy that, that they like the idea of that kind of, of Or the role. office job. Yeah. just the admin not admin but you know doing that uh... yeah yeah it's and it's truly understanding what the role is isn't it um exactly and be, before we started recording um you kind of said I don't I don't get freebies I don't get the stuff <laughs> that you you know that I think there's that assumption there that with all of these the yeah. brands that you work with um that that would that would be your your wardrobe full of, of freebie stuff um so what would you say is your um is your and I guess and I guess these could be the same thing or they could be two separate things but what would be your career highlight and what would you say that you're most proud of throughout your career and as I say they they might end up being the, the same thing but a career highlight and something that you're most proud of in your career um I worked for six years, uh, more or less, for Spafax, which is a company um, owned by WPP, which I was mentioned, the aviation yep. specialist. And um, I think that's the that's the role and the achievements that I'm most proud of because, um, well, I had a fantastic boss. You know, you need to have a boss that is your leader and that believes in you. Yeah. And just let me get on to run, uh, you know, the sales and the strategy for Europe and the UK. And uh, with a colleague of mine, we were, you know, partners in crime. We just built it up from scratch. You know, we didn't even have a presentation, more or less, you know, and yeah. we just built it up from scratch. And we we, we, we did fantastic business, um, especially yeah. in uh, Italy and Italy and France were the two main wow. targets okay. and the huge achievements. Yeah. Wow. Look, where are, this is teamwork. it. That's teamwork. You need, you, you can be a solo salesperson, but at the end of the day, I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it without the wider teams, without yeah. Uh, yeah. my colleague that we were working hand in hand. That's what yeah. And I think yeah. you, you realize this when you're a bit older, because when you're starting out and you're competitive, you think you can do it all alone, but actually you need a, all the surroundings as well. Yeah. And to, to work with other people's strengths because they will help exactly. strengthen you, won't they? exactly um, yes and as you say it, it can it that can be really hard to openly reach out to others to use their strengths because sometimes it can feel as though well I'm admitting that I'm not as strong in this area as as you might think that you should be but you know your strengths are somebody else's weaknesses yes. and I don't really like the whole kind of strengths and weaknesses but um but yeah, you kind of just bounce and grow from each other, don't you? Um, and those Correct. Ones. So, and I know that you've that you've kind of touched on this, and and this is kind of wrapping up up now. But what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to do your job? 
to work really hard, be humble, uh, not be, especially at the beginning, too opinionated, meaning it's important to have opinions, but just listen mm -hmm. and uh, just be like a strategist. You know, you arrive in a place, you don't know anybody, you don't mm -hmm. know who to trust, you don't know who's going to be your work buddy uh, or who you can learn from, and you, you don't know who the people are. So just observe. Okay. Okay. And then you take it from there. Yeah. And enjoy yes it sounds amazing um and then i'm thinking of roles that you've had before um that kind of throughout your career different brands and different roles yeah what have you learned from other jobs other roles that has helped you along the way to grow um I think, uh, well, definitely different skill sets could be like internals, could be even like, you know, certain software, different software that I have to use, or um, you have to look at an audience profile software to see, if, I mean, all of those things, more on the tech side. Mm -hmm. But then also, you know, different media that you sell can be on an inter, like for example, the aviation was completely different than selling a Vogue magazine or okay. selling a wallpaper magazine, or I worked in social media. I think it depends on what you sell. Mm -hmm. You learn more on that and that on that audience and that industry. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, knowledge is power, isn't it? Yes. As they say that once yes. you've got it. Um, exactly. You now I can go out and more touch upon oh, what 360, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't always know, again, we've, we've kind of talked about it before, you don't always know how important different pieces of information knowledge experience is going to be that's until correct. it kind of all just seems to fit together and and helps you helps you kind of go along um and lastly what makes you good at your job <laughs> i don't give up okay i don't give up on i i never give up I never give up. I don't know if that's probably a too generic answer. No. But yeah, I don't give up. I've always, uh, I write a plan down and I work on it every day. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank no, you. Thank you. It's been, uh, it's been a very, very um, enjoyable speaking with you. Thank you so much. I've, I've loved it. And it's one of those, so many pieces of, of, um, the conversation then you can just translate into so many different areas which I think is really really useful um and just really good to hear and I think just the experiences of it as well because you know you have a job title and there's always the questions and I can imagine when you kind of meet people and you say what you do it's like oh what do you do there and how do you get into that and so it's just been so so fantastic to actually sit down and just delve into it and find out what it is that you do, how you got there, internships, the kind of people that you've worked with. So um, thank you. I'm so, so grateful for your time. I've really, no, really thank you. Thank, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Another great conversation with a really interesting lady about a fascinating role. 
What really struck me during the conversation with Tulia was that she's learnt so much from all opportunities and she's been open to opportunities. I loved the fluidity of Tulia's career and how she learned from experiences that she didn't actually expect. So how traveling and learning about different cultures have helped her in business relationships, how trying different departments and seeking advice from others then pointed her into the direction that she pursued, so advertising and sales. And also how having ingrained values of trustworthiness, being genuine and having skills such as being curious, being and doing thorough research, listening and learning from others, and that all of these then opened up more opportunities to her. With these values and skills, really, we could be talking about a whole range of jobs, roles, and different industries, which I think is actually really interesting. There's business fundamentals here, but fundamentals that have helped Tulia work with luxury brands and luxury products that she really can be excited about. And I think it shows. I loved the advice that she gave. I loved the insight that we got of her career. Um, And I just thought it was a really, really interesting conversation about a really interesting role. So I hope you've enjoyed the conversation today. And I really hope that you can join me for the next conversation on When I Grow Up, I Want to Be, the career podcast. (music) Thank <music> you.